I'm never quite sure when the uh, camera turns on, so uh, I'm just going to pretend that it's already on, you can see me. Otherwise, you're just watching me sit quietly for 30 seconds, that looks a little bit weird. So hello, uh, I thought I'd pop on again, uh, now that I've got this technology working, um, uh, I've, I've kind of got a bug for it. So I thought I'd come on and tell you about a couple of things that I'm running actually in the next year. Uh, I'm not doing as many live events as I used to. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm a bit of a recluse. You know, I love, well, I love people and I love um, doing events, but I also do love sitting around with a good book, right? So I, I'm not traveling as much, but also um, there's a limited uh, effectiveness of doing like one-off talks. Uh, I really do enjoy them, but um, sometimes, you know, if you really want to dig in and get somewhere, it takes more time. So over the last few years, I've been concentrating on primarily two events that are my kind of main focus of the year in relation to working with people. Um, and I want to tell you a little bit about them. But before I do, I'll just kind of set it up. Uh, I always have to talk a little bit of theory. Um, otherwise, I feel like, you know, what's the point of you tuning in for this? If I'm just going to try to tell you about some events I'm running. Um, I don't know if you listened then, but recently we did a fundamentalists podcast uh, on the Stoics. And it was less about the philosophy of Stoicism. And it was more about how uh, within the modern uh, environment we live in in the West, uh, anxiety issues uh, are rife. And people are looking for all kinds of ways to minimize their anxiety and to minimize their discontent. And you know some of the ways that people are doing that, of course, is through drugs, um, uh, through you know antidepressants, uh, also through meditation and through kind of you know embracing certain stoic ideas. And in the podcast, uh, I made a distinction between minimizing your discontent and mobilizing your discontent, and I talked about how, in a sense, a society in which in a world in which you are discontent where you're having to work harder than you would like to work that life is more difficult than uh, you would like it to be um, that what happens is yeah we get more anxiety we get more stress in our lives and more discontent in our lives and what we have then are various ways of trying to minimize that uh, and try to manage it but uh, there are some practices that are not primarily designed to minimize your discontent, but rather to uh, get it to work for you, to mobilize it so that you can actually make changes to your life uh, and maybe kind of live uh, a life that uh, is more affirmative, uh, more life bringing, um, that has more impact on the world in whatever way that looks. Um, and one of the examples we use, I'm not going to cover everything we talked about in the podcast, you can fire back and listen to it. But I did talk about holidays, that, you know, whenever people go on a holiday, uh, holidays have almost become like a sacred thing. Uh, as you could imagine, it makes sense where people are working incredibly hard. Uh, they're scraping by, you know, life can be very difficult. And you plan for maybe 10 days of the year where you go away and you can relax and you can shut off from all of the craziness and you can concentrate 
on being with your friends or with family or being on your own and having space to breathe. Uh, but what happens is a holiday then is a way of recharging your batteries. It's a way of minimizing your discontent and your anxiety. You feel rested and then you go right back into your life again. And the issue with holidays, the way they kind of function um, at a, you know, at a structural level, this doesn't function like this for everybody, but in general, holidays are a way in which uh, we are further interpolated, we are further um, grafted into the ideological system we live in, the world we live in, because it's it allows you to recharge enough to go back into it. And maybe you're lucky enough that two times in the year you get to you know go on a holiday of some kind. Now, for me, the contrast to this isn't that you don't go on holiday, right? And you get to a point where you're so uh, discontent that you explode and change your life. There is a dimension where that can happen, by the way. Um, uh, sometimes we need to allow our discontent to breathe and to listen to it and to feel it um, because sometimes it is a message for us. And in our attempt to just get rid of it and to minimize it, we therefore stay within systems that are, are damaging to us, that don't kind of work. Um, so I think I use the example of Collateral. Actually, if you've seen the movie Collateral, uh, Tom Cruise is an assassin and he's going around, I think it's maybe Los Angeles, I don't know, but he's going around this city. He has to assassinate uh, a number of people before uh, dawn. And he has somebody in the taxi who's taking him around, unbeknownst to him, taking this assassin to various locations around the city. But it's discovered. The taxi driver realizes that this guy is an assassin. Um, I think it's because a body falls from uh, a window in this building onto the car. And so then the rest of the movie is about this difficult relationship between the taxi driver and the assassin. And one of the backgrounds to the movie is that this taxi driver, he has this dream. And his dream is to set up a limo company uh, to get rid of being a taxi driver, making virtually no money. Um, he wants to have his own business and he wants to pick up uh, you know, wealthy actors and wealthy business people and you know, chauffeur them around. And he's so invested in this dream that he's even told his mother about it. Uh, he has a picture uh, in the taxi, I think, of a limo that he wants to buy. And the whole idea is that, that this is a dream that he has been thinking about for many years, a dream that he has been dreaming for maybe the last 10 years of his life. And at one point in the movie, uh, the assassin you know, sees the picture and asks the taxi driver about it. Taxi driver doesn't want to talk about it. And the taxi driver's being very judgmental about the assassin and what he does. And the assassin goes, all right, oh no, you know what? You want to you know, set up this business or whatever. And he says, you have this dream, don't you? You have this dream to, to one day get rid of this taxi and, and, and have this life which is a lot more uh, easy on you, that, that brings in more money. And you're sitting there thinking, one day you'll have enough money to do it. He says, how much money have you saved up? guy's like I don't want to talk about it come on how much money have you saved up for this dream of yours uh, and the taxi driver stays quiet 
and the assassin basically says you haven't saved up anything he says here's the thing you're dreaming your life away this dream is what's allowing you to stay in this cage of a taxi for the rest of your life you're going to wake up someday 30 years from now with a beer in your hand having done nothing and this is a really interesting moment where the taxi driver and the audience realize that the dream of a better life isn't what is motivating the person to actually achieve that better life it's the very thing that is preventing them from getting the better life in other words you continue to fantasize about this life that you could have and because you have that fantasy you're able to manage your anxiety you're able to get along in your in your in your work and sometimes we need to get rid of the fantasy in order to fully confront the the life that we're leading in all of its difficulties so that we can actually make a change so um all that aside uh there is a type of holiday that i think can help you uh, not minimize your discontent for two weeks so that you can go back into the world and be more efficient in your job but that allows you to mobilize and enjoy your discontent that encourages you and inspires you to go into the world and make a difference because there are the dreams that we have that basically are like a drug that we inject a drug that pacifies us that makes us content in our lives and there are dreams that mobilize us to change and there, there are different things and so what I try to do is twice a year um, I'm dedicated to these events one is a winter retreat and one is a summer festival and they're small and they're designed to mobilize uh, our anxieties and our discontent so that we can change our lives uh, I mean not probably in any dramatic way <laughs> necessarily you know but um, in small ways that they're like a holiday um, there's a lot of a uh, lot of pubs <laughs> a lot of hanging around a lot of meeting cool people uh, tours all of that stuff but also there's a lot of content which is designed to help you make changes so the first one I do is in uh, called spark and it's usually in October or November this year it's in November and it's happens, it happens in a place called Crawfordsburn in Northern Ireland that is just outside the city of Belfast. And Northern Ireland is currently going through this boom and it's been winning lots of awards. I think Lonely Planet voted Belfast the best region in the world to visit in 2017. So it's just outside this city. It's in this picturesque village that's one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, it's in this hotel that uh, Swift and Trollope and Peter the Great um, uh, stayed at. Um, also, it's where C.S. Lewis spent a lot of times where he had his honeymoon with joy. Um, and it actually overlooks this stunning forest that was the inspiration, uh, part of the inspiration for Narnia. Uh, and that forest bleeds into the ocean. So it's like it's just this incredible place, this beautiful hotel, award winning hotel. And um, that is, is a winter retreat in that we all stay in the same place for five days and we have uh, film directors, authors, musicians, um, we have comedians, 
Um, and we have uh, people who are in editing and acquisitions and books, and they're there to help spark uh, creativity. So the, the whole point of Spark is that if you have like some creative dreams or ideas, whether it's writing or painting or directing or speaking, and you want to kind of like help explore that to maybe unlock things that you haven't been able to get past, maybe look at why you haven't, you've been maybe self-sabotaging in some of those dreams. This is a five day event, which it has tours as well. You'll see the landscape, which where Game of Thrones is filmed. You'll see all the famous things. You'll see Belfast, but also you'll be hanging out with me and some people I trust to try to help um, you explore what it means to live a creative life. So you can find out about that on my website, check it out. Um, and the other is Wake. And Wake is the summer festival happens in April, May of every year. And that's very urban. That's in the very heart of Belfast over multiple venues. It's got cabaret, comedy, uh, philosophy. Uh, the idea of that festival is it's a festival of dangerous ideas. I bring together some worldwide, like world famous international academics who are also able to speak in very engaging ways. And uh, they explore and we explore together what parotheology is, um, how we can uh, bring some of the ideas that I explore into your everyday life, um, how it can help you in your individual life, in your family life, in your community and political life. Um, and so this year it's called Born Again because <laughs> we have two uh, very uh, well-known uh, psychoanalysts and academics who are going to be there uh, exploring how, to, how do we undergo fundamental transformation. Is fundamental change possible? How can we uh, experience a type of uh, transformation in our lives? So Jameson Webster is coming and Todd McGowan. Um, and then there will be other people as well will be announcing. So that is wake. And it's called wake because a wake is a uh, ritual that happens in Ireland around the death of somebody. Uh, usually a wake involves drinking together, laughing and crying about the passing of something, someone who was very close to you. And in the same way, wake is about creating a space where over uh, four or maybe five days, um, we come to terms with the loss of things. Maybe it's your religious past, your political or cultural past, remembering the good, mourning the bad, mourning, well, remembering the good and the bad, mourning both and moving on. So check that out as well. So there you go. This, what, what I'm interested in is how do we mobilize our discontent? Not simply try to get rid of it, which is what a lot of uh, industry is created to do. <laughs> there's a lot of money, uh, multi-billion dollar industry in trying to help you get rid of your discontent. But there is a way of mobilizing it and enjoying it. And um, I want to talk a little bit more about that in, in other videos. I've done lectures on it before, but I also just wanted to tell you about these events which are designed to attempt to live it out to uh, flesh out what that actually looks like. So check them out. Thanks for listening in and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye.